0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Fintech Focus TV with me, Toby Babb. Today we are on to another of the fantastic companies that's made the listing of the most influential fintechs of 2021 in the Financial Technologist magazine. It is uh, the LMAX Group. And today we're joined by Tim Turner, who is the Group CIO. Tim, how are you? And welcome to the show.
1: Very good. Thank you. Thanks for having us.
0: Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Look, it's a company I've known for, for many years now. And one of the very first businesses, actually, who we, who we worked with uh, back in 2010 when we launched as a business. So I've seen the company grow massively, impressively, diversify, loads of great stories, which we'll come into a little bit more and, uh, as, we, as we crack on. But let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about your background, if you would, and, and what you do at Elmax Group.
1: Thanks. Yeah, so I like to think of myself as a, as a modern CIO. <laughs> I've been brought up through large-scale web infrastructure, you know, companies that have used modern technology and techniques. And so that's kind of really given me a solid grounding, certainly at Elmax Group, where we rely on that kind of knowledge. So, you know, what I do here, really, is I'm a, I'm a season-change agent anyway. So through my career, I've, I've transitioned from... Teams that are not maybe operationally mature, um, struggling in the technology space. And, you know, that experience is kind of is useful here because we like to, to change rapidly. It's part of our culture, it's part of our DNA. Mm. Um, you know, and we're strong on culture here. Some people like to use that as, a, as an excuse for not doing things properly or, uh, you know, or, or, or a reason for lack of process. But, but here we, we kind of, that's one of our strengths, uh, the talent as well. Um, We don't just we don't just live the culture and and breed talent. David, our CEO, you know, he'll be there at our weekly meetings, looking at our steering group, what products are happening. You know, we're agile all the way through um, and everyone's bought into that. You know, so for us, that that whole cultural and, and talent building is an enabler. So I'm strong on technology. I'm a technologist by trade, if you like, many years ago. My skills are now in PowerPoint and Excel rather than a command line, for sure.
0: Big skills to gain as well, though. <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. And that, that helps because you can have different conversations. You know, I can't keep up with all the tech, but I know enough to be dangerous, if you like. <laughs> um, and kind of, you know, the next challenge for us really is team scanning, which is kind of why we're here today, having a chat about this stuff as well. You know, it's the reason yeah. why So that's my focus
0: at the moment. And that's a, that's a, that's a, a, a sort of very interesting point you talk about that as well, because I, you know, as I say, looked at it from the outside in and seen uh, yeah, LMAX grow from you know, in numerous different guises and be very agile about the way it's de- dealt with it. It's always had a real premium on, on uh, talent and bringing great talent into that business. It comes from very interesting backgrounds uh, and it's diversified a lot over the years. So if we, if we were to say who, who are the LMAX group now, you know, going back from when I first started joining it as the London Multi-Asset Ex- Exchange and talking to it as the London Multi-Asset Exchange. Tell us a little bit more about this group and how, how the whole thing's functioning and put together.
1: Yeah, sure. So we sell ourselves as, as the next generation of advanced exchange technology. We're no longer a fintech. We think that's a bit old school. Uh, <laughs> you know, we build and run low latency exchanges that are consistent, reliable for FX and crypto. You know, this, this technology is proven and trusted in the marketplace. Be that through large banks hedge funds um, high frequency traders and, and brokers alike just ask them this isn't what we're, we're spouting they'll don't tell you the same founded in 2010 we've continued to grow you know we strive for that open transparent marketplace with fair precise and consistent execution you know and you don't necessarily see this across all platforms but that, that's what we're about at the heart
0: mm. And with regards to, to this, this sort of, as you say, move, um, you know, I guess, away from the classic f- fintech, as you, as you say, sort of more advanced, advanced than that, give us a little bit more of a, an insight into what that means and what the sort of practicalities of that look like, because you know, fintech's one of those words which means so many different things to so many different people, isn't it? And, and depending on where you're sat inside the uh, funky payment technology or it's uh, capital markets and, and uh, you know, driving the, the new world of electronic trading or it's, uh, you know, it's got so many different guises. Tell us a little bit about you, know, you, where you fit into that ecosystem a little bit, I guess. And actually, what stands stand you apart from the rest of that fintech crowd?
1: Yes, uh, that's, a, that's a good question. I mean, from a, from a crypto point of view, it's, it's still an early market as far as, certainly as far as the banks are involved. David's been talking a lot about getting, getting them on board with crypto. But we've seen massive growth in that over the last 12 months. And that technology is a bit different to the FX space, where it's a bit more ingrained into the culture. And I'm using culture there in, in, in the, the negative form that I mentioned earlier on, hmm. where, um, you know, we really, want, part of our uh, initial drive was to change that culture um, and, and provide an open and transparent marketplace where, where there's no last look. Um, so you know, that's a different, different area. We're still pushing in that direction uh, and certainly from a technology point of view, for us, it's the same core technology. So the, um, you know, the crypto exchange, the FX exchange, they're built on the same proprietary uh, software stack, um, low latency, etc. The, the differences come at the other end when we're integrating with blockchain or we're providing uh, custody solutions and that, that other aspect. So there's challenges challenges for us really there about getting um, the banks involved. And we're, we're pushing hard to, to make that happen on the crypto side. Uh, FX, we will just continue to do what we do. Um, we're making roads in that area. And soon, I'm sure everyone will come around to uh, LMAX being the best place for, for that uh, open and transparent platform.
0: And it's interesting you talk about the banks and their appetite to you know, to sort of move into that space because... Yeah, they have been circling, and you mentioned you mentioned there the last twelve months in particular for for gains in in the crypto world. They've been circling, uh, you know, from very um, publicly writing it off at various stages in the in the past. There's a little bit of humble pie being hit, eaten, and uh, you know the 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 arms race sort of gearing up. Tell us a little bit about your position in that crypto world, because you know we, we've seen digital assets really explode over the last twelve months in particular, and I think you know from in. in numerous different hype curves we've seen you know adoption looked like it was going to become mainstream then it still be something that was uh, you know some way off and now it seems to really you know pandemic or otherwise really sort of captured the imagination and, and and taken stock and and you know created a sort of much more mainstream position as an asset class tell us a little bit about you know your story with it and and how it came about
1: it's a good question so originally customers demanded it it from us they demanded the trusted secure proven exchange technology that we have and you know these these customers are investment banks they're hedge funds they're asset managers an exchange to them that isn't reliable consistent and available is a problem so you know we we took on that advice at the early outset and i think from memory it was three months from originally saying right we want to launch a crypto exchange you know our our technology stack it was actually turning things off not not adding things to it that allowed us to build a to build that exchange Uh, so really just the integration to the blockchain I think we had two developers working on this a pair for, for a few months and we had the platform live now this is you know a real Strength of ours. We'll we'll, we'll probably touch on this later, but it's about how we can how we manage to build software, test it, and deploy it quickly in a reliable way. That's one of our key differentiators, and and that's why we're we're number one in the crypto space and institutional by volumes because it's reliable.
0: Yeah, and that reliability is so important in a a world that I guess is uh, just gaining that sort of trust, you know, with 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 the space and trust. I think is an important word when you look at crypto in, in in particular that sort of piece is fundamental to setting, you know, setting you guys apart. And I guess that's the results which, you, which you're talking about there, which which immediately show that. What what, what else has been important with, with regards to, because you, know, you mentioned various different elements of technology there and blockchain is one of the the, the sort of uh, mode of jours that's been sort of knocking around for a few years now. And again, within different types of, of hype curve, it it's sort of adopted to mainstream versus, you know, then falling back a little bit. Where are we at in that, that sort of race at the moment, and, and you guys in particular?
1: Well for us it's not really a you know we're not we're not looking at um using the blockchain to to streamline our recruitment process or <laughs> any other wacky ideas that we can come up with. For us it's really a, a a way of confirming transactions and bringing currency into our exchange, okay? It's not really there. We're not focusing our efforts on developing against the blockchain we're there really to integrate with it. That's not to say later we might have some uh, some R&D work in that area, but certainly for us that's that's where we see it. There's many Changes due for the blockchain. So we, we have another one coming up in April for Ethereum. Uh, there's things we need to monitor because forks can cause problems in this area, as we all know. Well, those certainly in the crypto world would know. Definitely, um, It's really we, we monitor in that space.
0: And with regards to to, to how it's been, there's, there's been numerous challenges, as we know, over the course of the last uh, year to 18, 18 months or so. And I'm not just talking about the pandemic, which is uh, sort of thrown light on it, but we've also been talking about Brexit and everything in between. Tell us a little bit about how 2020 was for for, for and the business, because it seems on the outside that it's actually enabled the business to go from strength to strength.
1: Yeah, we, we stood up to the challenges of the pandemic. You know, it caused a lot of problems in the world. We had a BCP plan already in place, and we kind of, we've been testing that for the last 12 months, as many <laughs> companies have. You know, and we, that enabled us really some of that work that we had done in the past that we thought boring at the time. And we did have a pandemic on our on our program. You know, that enabled us just to, to work through this this whole crisis. Crypto took off in H2. You know, but this reminded us that, you know, we, we really need to be ready to scale. So this is where on the organizational side, we focused heavily. I mean, interestingly, it kind of made us look around locally. So from a corporate responsibility point of view, Kensington and Chelsea suffers from one of the worst rates of kind of economic inequality uh, and it actually opened our eyes a bit to, to think what can we do locally in the community well, we've stumbled across the spear program you know looks at um, the youngsters in the area tries to get them into work it's doing great great bounds in that area and we got involved sponsored that so we've actually out of it we've kind of we've managed to get another pipeline for, for staff almost we've got mm. a couple of grads starting this year so you know it's useful for us to to, in that way that we've managed to give a bit back to the
0: community as well. I think that's really important as well, isn't it? Because, sorry to inter- interrupt there, because I think that, that uh, you know, one of one of the sort of underestimated impacts of, of the last year is, is you know, many companies in the FS space have been able to post relatively robust uh, performances. And, and indeed, many on this show that I've spoken to have actually used you know, used it to fuel their business. So we're talking about, you know, 100%, 200 300% growth both in terms of revenue and headcount, have not been uncommon. But the difficulty of where that that headcount has been when we look at that is generally at the sort of more experienced end. And the danger is a year or two years worth of gap of graduate talent coming into it and young talent coming into the industry, which is so, so important about where it goes. And to see you guys investing in that sort of of area is really refreshing, I I, I think.
1: Yeah, it's good. And, you know, i'm i'm no spring chicken so uh, it's good to get some youngsters into the business they bring fresh ideas they they bring different ways of working uh, i mentioned the grad program we've also sponsored apprenticeships for the last five years i think we've had work recently finish a degree so you know that that part as well is is really important so you know and part of the, the the way we're going to grow is to embrace that that younger talent as well
0: and with look, I, I know you're in the office t- today um and we're you know we're, we're there and we've seen sort of uh various challenges from a working perspective to it as a tech business. I think sometimes it's a a little easier to to manage that. But as a financial uh, business, there's also challenges that come alongside that as well. Tell us a little bit about how you how you've dealt. You mentioned culture earlier on the importance of culture to the business. How have you managed that side of it?
1: So we struggled a bit because we're so used to being together. Mm. Uh, you know, stand-up, daily stand-ups, you, you see those a lot around our office, even at the uh, CXO level. Uh, David David's in there with his directs having daily stand-ups. Uh, and we kind of struggled from that that interaction. So, you know, that's where it's affected us in a negative way. But then, you know, from a development point of view, in technology, working remotely, our, our developers tend to pair. And we've worked out a way that they can do that remotely. That's actually enabled us to, to actually broaden... The kind of area that we recruit in. So now, hmm. we, where it was before? We were limited to Kensington Borough area from a catchment point of view. Looking wider now, that we can hire globally.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, 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 2020 a robust period, and, and we've seen, as we say, diversification and opportunities with, you know, with within the business. You know, some great aspects to to bring talent into the into the company as well. Talk to us. Let's let's look forward a little bit. T- tell me what what's you know what you're anticipating, what you're expecting. You know, I think there's a, there's an overwhelming cold spring in the economy at the moment. People are looking, uh, I guess, uh, optimistically, positively at what's you know what lies ahead for us. There's an awful lot of opportunity. That I think come out that will come out of that. I think digitalization has has had its uh, you know petrol poured on the bonfire, as 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 to, you know, to steel terminology used you know, numerous times before. Um, but we're looking at a, a, a phase now where I think there can be enormous innovation within this sector. And I know you as, as a group who are focused on innovation will be licking your lips at the potential of that, that, of that sort of thing. Tell us a little bit about what 2021 looks like for you and the business.
1: Yes. So, we, I mean, we've got, we've got too many great ideas and not enough, people, <laughs> not enough people. So, you know, part of my role here is to is to make sure we have the right people in the right place the boring stuff as well make sure the processes is there ready to scale because if you don't have that sorted early on you're going to struggle when, when you are scaling up and then there's the technology piece on top of that I mean we've kind of got that area I wouldn't say nailed but you know the, the foundations are already there so uh, for, like I said firstly expanding our technology teams so uh, we're doing that globally now as we've as we've just said and then kind of the doors have opened up to allow that so we're recruiting hard now know the story around that recruitment as well is quite important for us there you know when you look at trying to sell ourselves against some of the bigger institutions some of the bigger names out on the street you know we're also competing it's it's an interesting position we're in we're competing with maybe google facebook the other hedge funds. it's quite a, a wide area so how do we actually deal with that i think there's important stories here that we need to get out and actually, when uh, when developers apply for a uh, role at uh, LMAX Group, there's a, a, a whole they'll get a whole pamphlet on what it's like to work here. So, you know, we work collaboratively. Now, again, this, this is in small functional teams. There's good culture there. Pair programming, even remotely, as we've said, is we've, we've we've sorted that. So, this enables us to put developers together, along with testers, along with BAs. They embed into one functional team, and they can deliver product really quickly. Now. Delivering product really quickly um, is great, but how do you know that it's going to work? So yes. we're test-driven, and we have been for some time. Continuous delivery was pioneered at LMAX Group 11, over 11 years ago now. You know, And this is an enabler for our achievements. The fact that we have uh, every half an hour, we're committing code, we're running 35,000 tests against that. Um, it means that we can go into the core of our system, make wide sweeping changes and sit back and w- watch the results to see if it works or not you know on top of that we're looking uh, we're dedicated to quality so a large portion of the code base is rewritten every year so while they're there they're not just leaving it in the same state they're constantly improving it and that means that it's well modeled um, it's, it's leave it in a better state than you found it is kind of a, ingrained into their culture, you know, and we, we have to care about latency. So we've got an 80, currently we've got an 80 microsecond round trip time budget. You know, we need to know if we're going to deviate from that, going back to the reliability yes. and not necessarily 80 microseconds most of the time. And then it will spike. It's that consistency that's important. So performance testing is also embedded into that pipeline. I've, I've mentioned culture a, a few times and we truly have a blameless culture here so you know we always look at back on our successes our failures we're looking to improve so it's that that dedication to constantly improve is what i'm trying to sell to people that want to come and work at, at Max group
0: i think that's a really important aspect isn't it because um you know there, there's a lot of uh theories i think going on about what uh what becomes attractive to people at the moment and uh this is a very very interesting period because despite the sort of press headlines suggesting that there is, you know, um, you know or, or I guess stating and, sh- and showcasing there's mass unemployment, in this sector, you know, fortu- you know very fortunately, it's one where, where there is a, a massive and remains a massive skill shortage. So good talent, as you rightly say, is is under pressure. Now, traditionally, you know, going back even, you know, when the group was founded 10, year, you know, 10, 10 years or so ago, you're looking at, at, that, at that pressure and that competition generally coming from very specific you know, com- competitive businesses predominantly within the FS space. Right now, that talent, as you say, is expanded. And it's not just your Googles and your Facebooks, but a whole raft of digital disruptors who are coming in there and providing very, very good uh, alternatives for it. And I think that's sort of you know, the thing that, that, uh, that I spend a lot of time talking to businesses about is that employee value proposition for tech talent and what really makes a company stand out. And it's really encouraging to hear you there talking about, I think, the things that matter, which are the, the, the sort of uh, the, the purpose and and the quality and the improvement that people are talking about? Because when we're speaking, particularly to the to you know developers and and to tech talent, they're looking to do something which shifts the needle. They're looking to, I guess, really be involved in the purpose of that business to change something to be working on complex problems and to be improving all the time. Kaizen's one of our um, values as a business: continuous improvement. Uh, and I think the businesses that are uh, adapting to that and really, sh- you know, looking at, at how they can see these sort of things become very, very uh, attractive, you know, to those businesses. So I'm, I'm always interested in, the, in the, this. Tim, and it's putting you on the spot a little bit, so apologies in, in advance. But one of the things I've always asked, and this goes back to 21 years of, of doing this job, is when a company's there and they're talking about having a, you know, a job opportunity and having someone there who's got maybe two, three different offers. Some of those might be, you know, ten percent 15 percent higher in terms of pay that doesn't mean that they should go to the you know very clearly to me to to the to the one that's paying 10 to 15 percent more than the other opportunity but when you're there and when you're sat talking to these these individuals and saying this is why you should be joining LMAX at the moment this is why it's such an exciting opportunity what really leaps off the page and makes it makes you know 2021 in particular you know this this the right business to be joining and 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 such a great opportunity because you've got some great roles You've always been brilliant at developing people's careers. It is a, it is a company there which is it, which it is fantastic to work for. But I'd just love to hear it from you as to, you know, as as to why someone there who's got two, three other offers would choose LMAX and, and and why it's such a compelling opportunity for them at the moment, why you're so passionate, I know, about uh you know working and having and your story as well within the group. So about 15 questions for you to go <laughs> to, 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 to answer that.
1: Yeah, let me answer part one of that 15 part question <laughs> so uh, you know at lmax group you'll have the opportunity to make a difference there's there's a broad set of products that we develop here um, and you know other developers may be may be out there writing code and not seeing it shipped whereas at lmax group your code will not only be shipped but it will make a difference and you'll see it make a difference to the market being number one in the crypto space especially so you know that's that's what that's the opening gambit if you like and secondly, you know, you'll improve because we've got some pretty smart people at work here with with years of knowledge. Sometimes that may be a hindrance, okay? <laughs> Looking at the old guys, but there's the younger talent as well. So, you know, it's what keeps me here is that I learn something new every day. Uh, and yeah. the moment that stops, I should probably be having a word with David and say, oh, "I stop <laughs> learning." Um, you know, maybe maybe we'll all be on the golf course at that point. But you know, that, I think that's that's quite an important thing is that. If you especially if you're coming in at the junior level you just there's there's so much to learn uh, yeah. yeah
0: yeah and i th- and I think that's always been you know one of one of those uh fundamental drivers to, you know, to to opportunity within it as well and you mentioned there as well that that sort of crypto space i think holds such a magic magnet to people at the moment you know where, where people are really keen to get involved in something new something pioneering something different And for you guys to have stolen the uh, yeah, you know, the, the the lead on that to be able to put yourself in that in that position. I think it's fantastic for people to be able to come in there and, and drive their business further forward. Uh, from, from a group perspective, you know, talent seems to be very much at the top of the agenda for it. Is there anything else that we we'll, we'll expect to see and annou- announcements for the year ahead that look exciting with LMAX
1: Yeah, look, there's stuff we're planning for the, the second half of this year. We're expanding again globally. You know, this is we're building out our we're building out in teams in preparation for that out in Asia as well. So what's the uh, the headlines for that? You know, uh, we have a development team that's situated in New Zealand as well. So any, any budding developers in the New Zealand area looking for work, get in touch with us, uh, careers at com. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's watch this space, really. We're, we're set to make a big difference this year and into 2022 as well.
0: New Zealand's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it's been sort of, uh, I say, relatively, you know, it's probably the poster child as a country for how, for how it's dealt with uh, what dealt with the pandemic. Uh, certainly, from you know, from from a numbers perspective, we you know, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens to the economy with the way they, that they've dealt with it, and a different story. But um, has it, has it, how's that been with you know with 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 the business that's you know has its people now across the across the globe? Have you found different levels of impact or opportunity or conversation? What's what's you know as a CIO of an organization with such different impact at such different times for for all of your you know dispersed team? How's that worked?
1: Well, I think it goes back to the earlier subject we were talking about around distributing our staff for, for the BCP purposes. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, look, they've they, they worked remotely S- since their inception at LMAX Group. New Zealand was probably formed uh, eight years ago, that that entity, part of our organisation. So they're used to working at a distance. Um, so through, the, through that, uh, the whole shifting of government decisions during the pandemic, it, it didn't really impact us um you know we've also got offices in singapore in hong kong so at different yeah. times different governments are doing different things you know and it's 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 important that we supported our staff through that era but then at the same time we need to make sure that we continue to run a business and we've, we've done that successfully
0: fantastic well, well tim listen it's 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 always good to hear what's happening with it with Elmax, and it seems that every time I, I speak to anyone in the business it's uh you know doing new and innovative and exciting things and, and i know it's been a uh yeah. Fantastic place to work for many, many years. And and if there's a, if there's one challenge on your, uh, on your doorstep about uh, bringing people into the business, then look, I know the company just gets better and better at selling itself and the opportunities that they're in. So it's wonderful to see uh, a business that's thriving again, uh, through, through, through these times. I love the, uh, reinvention and the innovation that we're that we're seeing throughout the uh you know, throughout the business and it's uh and it's great to hear it. for people who want to uh to, to get involved and get in touch with you and sort of explore some of the things you've been speaking about today what's the best way of them getting in touch with you
1: so if you're looking for a job head to the careers page careers.lmaps.com um, by always hit me up on linkedin there's a company linkedin page as well please please feel free to go and look at that we've got interesting videos that David's doing constantly. We are, as you you mentioned earlier, we're actually trying to improve our tech PR. So there'll be more coming on that as well. So keep an eye on the company LinkedIn page.
0: Fantastic. Well, listen, Tim, it's been wonderful talking to you. Congratulations on everything uh, over the course of it. Really, really excited to watch the uh, continued evolution through 2021. And uh, we'll see you soon on another episode of FinTech Focus TV. Thank you very much.